I mean, we realized we couldn't make like a, we couldn't add anything into this file on this particular type of recording, so I figured I'd create our own theme music to fade into. What do you What do you think about that? Sounded pretty good. It did, right? Yeah. Thank you. I mean, so maybe actually we can end the podcast right now and I could just use that as a sample to sell to other people or they could hire me. That could be my like my my, my audio resume for what okay. I could do. I want 10%. That's fair. I would say that's fair. Well, hello, everybody. The, hey. The, that's Tori who just said, hey, just now. And this is Noah that's talking right now. And we are the Unuseful Idiots. Because unuseful is a word, and I learned about that word and its origin uh, because it's a, and it's an English word. It's in the English dictionary. Unuseful. Yes, not useful. Not useful. The opposite of useful. Yes. In all seriousness, guys, this is a serious podcast, so you better listen up! Okay, I'm meditating right now! Everybody listen up! Shh! I need quiet! No. Um, but uh, this is our first episode. We're really excited you're here. Thank you so much for listening, uh, for giving us a few minutes of your time. I think we'll all be better off as a result. Um, Tori, do you want to tell some of these people what, why we're here? Why are we all here? The listener, me, this weird guy that's laying on the bed next to us watching us in a flannel shirt. Um, no, but seriously, do you want to maybe give yeah, a little intro? Sure. So, uh, we're just a couple of guys who uh, are realizing that there's some messed up stuff in this world and we want to educate. We want to help educate people on our perspectives and we have we are fortunate enough to have unique perspectives from me being a brain tumor survivor and, and me being uh r- raised as a Jewish boy no I'm just kidding um I'm I'm still recovering from that um no I I I'm actually Noah here is I I've I was a drug addict for a long time. I was a heroin, I was a, an IV drug user. Um, so I thank God I'm a, I'm a recovered uh, addiction survivor. And, um, and I also, which probably really fucked me up more than anything else, is I was a child actor. Um, so I've had some unique experiences uh, throughout the years, um, throughout my 34 years so far on this earth. And I'm lucky enough to have known and been friends with a really bright gentleman named Tori Wachtel, who I'm sitting next to right now, who is, like he mentioned, is a brain uh, sur- brain tumor survivor. Um, and so I think combined our life experience and just our own journeys... Is that of a 162-year-old? That's... Wow, that was a lot of math in a very short amount of time. How'd you do that? I don't think that was correct. Oh, that's not right. Wait, how old are you? You're not 130? No, okay. I'm, uh... 
I guess it's we have sixty four sixty six years of, of combined of actual life experience, but it feels like a hundred. Brilliant! Yes, it really does actually. Um, and speaking of which, I'm getting tired. I think I'm gonna take a nap now because I'm very old. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, we're just getting started here, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, so the truth is we're just a couple of guys and we don't really want to think that we know more than anyone else, but we have our opinions and, uh, you know, we've also gotten through some tough times and, uh, had, uh, fortune thrown our way and taken away. And, uh, so we just feel like we, we want to put our, our voices out there. And see if anybody disagrees or agrees. And you're entitled to both. And that's what we hope can start a conversation about the truth. The truth. Because we are so blinded by this bullshit that we are surrounded by every single day. We were at dinner tonight and we were talking about how all these, it's so trendy to like give back now. It's like, ooh, every time I pay a bill I can, I can throw on an extra two cents to give to a charity. Well, why do you think that is? It's because we realize what shitty human beings we are for the first time and maybe ever. We as a whole realize how shitty we are, which is a good thing. It's moving in the right direction, but, 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 but giving two cents to your favorite charity or actually your, your retailer's favorite charity is not going to change the world. But listening to the truth and having fresh perspectives put out there and remaining open-minded, in my opinion, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Tori, because we're not always going to agree, he and I. I think, though, that that is going to be moving in the right direction. I agree. I think our perspectives can maybe enlighten or enlighten some people on the way we see some of our current events and uh, what is really going on or what we believe is really going on. Right. Like we are all reptilians. There's no, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, just, just, we're, we're going to tackle some current events. We're going to tackle some conspiracy theories. We're going to tackle a little bit of politics. Uh, and we're going to see if we can try and make sense out of some of this, Stuff that just seems like maybe is is too far gone for there to be done anything about. But uh, so in this first episode, I think maybe it'd be useful or unuseful. Where's it? Where's where's a freaking where's a sound effect on this thing? Zing. No. Um, where maybe in this first episode, shit, Tori just made that motion with his hands, but there was no sound to go along with. It was a lot. It was a little late. Oh, there's no video, so it's not a issue of the. That's true. That's true. That's true. It. That's true. We just have to tell them what we're doing. Exactly. And you did. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Um, I think in this first episode, maybe we'll just tell. We'll just talk a little bit about ourselves. I mean, what else is there to really talk about? I mean, I'm my favorite subject. You know what I mean? My favorite subject is me. <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, no, it actually is. I could talk all day as you kind of maybe have gotten the sense. But um, we just don't have any guests today. 
We, you know, don't, we're just starting out, so we're, we're, you know. We're testing the waters. We're testing the waters. You know, we want to see if they're shark infested. I'm not, put, I'm not going to put my whole bloody leg in. I'm not going to put my whole bloody leg in, see if a shark is in there, and then be too light when he bites my bloody leg off. I'm going to put a little toe in with a little toenail. And truth be told, there probably wouldn't be a toenail because, yes, folks, I bite my toenails still at 34 years old. That's, that's some impressive flexibility. Well, you know, Michael Jackson and I have more than just dancing in common, I guess. Oh, uh, let's... Being a child actor, I could see... <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that in another episode, I guess. Just kidding. Um, no, I really... I, I clip my toenails first, and then I, and then I eat them. Um, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, there's some good protein. You know, some of the best protein... Some of the best diets come from self-inflicted self-mutilation. Yeah, so that's some of the best food you can get. I mean, yeah, self-mutilate yourself and then throw it on the barbecue. It's very paleo of you, actually, just to say that. <laughs> We're not making fun of get thrown in jail. But... I mean, shit. That, that, I, I, <laughs> I, think, I think if more people did that to themselves, we, we'd have a lot less problems in this world. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean. So, Tori, why don't you why don't you talk why don't you just give a, maybe a five minute recap of what your life experience has been? Because you've you more than most people, I would say, have not only persevered, but you know, if there is such a thing as God, uh, and and he has any it, she, they have any influence on our shim. Pers- shim have any personal lives, uh, uh, have any personal impact on our lives. I would say that this probably would be a good example of that uh, because you've, you've, you're a miracle. So why don't you talk a little bit about yourself, if you'd like, and then, I'll, and then maybe I'll talk a little bit. So I was born in 1985, and I was a normal kid and then uh, when I was 18 months old I was diagnosed with a brain tumor so at that time there wasn't the treatment like there is today so you know it was un- it, were, it was pretty much uncharted territory and you know there are a lot of people who are around my age who have been brain tumor survivors who are a lot less fortunate than I am. Uh, There's probably also a lot that didn't make it. I mean, yeah. the fact that you're 33 years old. Is, well, come on. I'm not that old. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, so you... It's a miracle that you... I mean, dude... Most yeah. people, the doctors didn't think you were going to have a bar mitzvah. Yeah. You could I have mean, had almost three I mean, I mean, listen. <laughs> listen, when I went to the doctor with my mom a couple of years ago, they asked, you know, they always ask you what medication you're on. And my mom's like, he's my healthiest child. He's not on any medication. It's amazing. Wow. So, uh, you know, that's sort of, that's, 
that'll be one of the things that we possibly will be talking about because, you know what? A lot of these medications don't work. Absolutely. I'm really glad you brought that up. And it ties in very well because, you know, Tori, you know, you are someone that for all intents and purposes could be someone that could be on medication, right? If you found a certain doctor, there probably would be a number of doctors, as a matter of fact, that would probably say, oh, you, you would benefit greatly from this particular medicine or these particular medications. And, you know, that's, that's just, it's such a testament to the fact that our human bodies, even when they're faced with a lot, with such, uh, such um, uncertainty, uh, are still so resilient and can, do the, and can do the magic of healing on our own. Um, more than, you know, a lot of these med- medications are, are told, uh, would, would do. So yeah, that's, that's incredible. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt you though. Did you want to share anything else? No, I mean, I just, maybe just to say like, you know, I, I'm 33, I'm 32 years old, but I'm also, uh, I'm also a college graduate, and I graduated grad school, so I'm not, you know, there are are a lot of other 30-something-year-olds that have, that are brain tumor survivors, but are also in a lot worse shape than I am. I mean, Tori, let's be honest, there's a lot of 32-year-olds that are not brain tumor survivors that are in a lot worse shape than you are, you know? So the truth is that, you know, you've, you've, you've really made, you've just, you've just done a great, you've just, you've, you've lived a great life so far, and the fact that you have a brain, you had a brain tumor is just even more incredible uh, that, you, that you've done what you've done. I mean, I'm 34, and I'm, I'm not even done with college yet, you know, and you've gotten two degrees in less time. Uh, with a lot more, a lot of odds stacked me. Well, and that could be something we talk about too. Is you know, like I know part of the reason for us getting involved and wanting to take a stand and and step out and do this sort of thing is you know, yeah, a lot of it comes from our own sort of um, dis dis being discouraged by the state of affairs, uh, but also you know where we're at in our lives, you know, and we don't want to just be part of the rat race. Uh, we want to do something that's fulfilling and also hopefully can be, um, you know, uh, lucrative in some way, shape or form. You know, we want to, we want to market ourselves, man. We're in this for the money. We're going to say provocative things. We're going to be controversial and you're going to pay. Woo! Just kidding. Um, no, but you know, this is, this is just, this is, hopefully this will be something we can do full time at some point because this is, uh, this is meaningful. This is exciting. Um, and it's, it's in our wheelhouse, you know, Tori is someone who, you know, you've, you've been, you've been educated by this, by the, by the system, by the system, y'all. And I'm someone who has not really been formally educated, at least not until, you know, more recently. Um, so maybe now's a good time to share a little bit about myself since I haven't really spoken at all yet. You've spoken a lot, just not anything meaningful. <laughs> all right. Well, then at least I'm, uh, you know, not acting out of character. Um, 
Yeah, so, well, I, you know, I am someone who was a child actor. I'm lucky that my parents were not typical uh, parents of, of a child actor and that uh, they were fairly normal. I was just kind of terrible at sports, and this was a good thing that I was good at, which was performing, and uh, my parents saw that, and they let me do it, and I got quote-unquote discovered by a local agency, and I started getting parts to little things, and they got bigger, and then I did a few movies, um, and I had a great childhood. I always went to public school. I always did well enough to, to get by and um, still maintain some semblance of normalcy. Um, I had a lot of friends, enjoyable suburban childhood, just with uh, this special activity that I would do every so often, which was, you know, make movies and TV shows, which was pretty cool. Uh, I got to work with a lot of older people, obviously, so I felt like I matured. My EQ was probably pushed to grow more rapidly, maybe, than the average uh, person. I think socially, I definitely excelled. Um, but with adolescence came experimentation with drugs and alcohol, and having had access to money and success, I definitely felt the uh, pressure to really um, prove myself as a cool, strapping young man, both on and off screen, and uh, partying became really the forefront of my life, and I, uh, and I used every opportunity to party as hard as I could, since I wasn't athletic, and acting wasn't something I could just pick up and do it any second, uh, partying was. And that was something that I thought could help make me cool and accepted. And so I, I did that as often as I could and as hard as I could. I wanted to be the best partier. And uh, before I knew it, I was, you know, kind of falling behind in every respect. And I uh, went from just drinking and smoking weed in high school to doing cocaine and ecstasy and all kinds of other drugs and 16, 17 years old. And then uh, still maintained. I still kept all the balls juggled. And uh, by the time I was in my early 20s, though, that, that all fell apart. And uh, I was living out of my car, living in uh, hotels, trying to just ca grab any remaining money that I had. And I'd blown through all of my uh, savings that I had acquired from from acting over the years I had worked tons of different kinds of jobs just to keep just to keep the ball rolling and keep make ends meet and by the end I was you know an IV drug user I was shooting about $200 worth of cocaine and heroin every day and uh, running from the law literally and figuratively um, and uh, my life was pretty was pretty nuts pretty small and um, luckily, I just was faced with an opportunity to kind of get clean and uh, get sobered up. And I, and I had nothing else to do, so I took it. And thank God, uh, next month will be eight years sober. Uh, sober and different. Those are the, that's the thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not I don't, at least I, I really don't think I'm the same person I was. And not just because time has matured me and put some more years under my belt. Um, on this earth, but rather I've, I've, I've actually tried to practice living a different way. Uh, and, and it's been great, you know, I've, my relationships are 
completely improved, better than they ever were, new relationships with people, new opportunities, new jobs. Um, 2013, I became a certified health coach. In 2015, I went back to school to start doing college, which I never really did. And uh, right now I got my one associates. I'm working on a bachelor's. And um, I love learning now. I never used to. So that's something that I'm, you know, hopefully hoping I can bring into many areas of my life. I work part-time in IT. I work part-time in the service industry, food service. Um, I'm, a, I'm a health and fitness enthusiast. Um, although you wouldn't know it currently by looking at me because I took the last year and a half off of the gym and took that time to just eat as much of everything that I possibly could. Um, I got married recently. I got separated from my wife recently. Um, I've traveled the world. I've done extreme sports and activities and uh, meditated, did all kinds of crazy weird (laughs) research on different things that might be interesting to some people or might put others to sleep like I'm probably doing right now. So I'm going to shut up. But that's me in a nutshell. And you can't see me, but I'm doing an Austin Powers impression right now. That was a bad Austin Powers impression. Yeah, that sounded like some <laughs> offshoot of like Monty Python or... Oh, come back and fight like a man! I'll bite your bloody head off! <laughs> yeah, and that is a dead parrot. The parrot is no more. It has ceased to be. Walk this way. No. Uh, well, no, that's, that's, my, that's Mel Brooks. Never mind. Okay. Well, that's Silly Walks. Same thing. Silly Walks. Oh, very much. Very much so. Um, for those of you do, who don't know, Tori's father and my father actually had their bar mitzvah together in Brooklyn, New York a number of years ago. And so we were raised with kind of the same sense of humor, I think. Right? Is that right? Monty Python, Mel Brooks... I don't know if I'd say my dad has much of a sense of humor, but... Well, he thinks he does. <laughs> so he thinks he does. Yes. So that's the most important thing. And, I mean, I think you have a good sense of humor, though. Yes. Who knows where I got it from. I probably, that's probably when God came down and said, I'm going to make Tori into a great man, and I'm also going to give him... A sense of humor. Do you believe that? That might happen. Sure. Do you believe that God talks like that? I I think he sounds more like Morgan Freeman. Aha, but you said it's a he, and now it's a black dude with a gray beard, which is cool. So, yeah. Although, didn't Morgan Freeman... Wasn't that the most surprising thing? Didn't Morgan Freeman get caught up in this, uh, the whole Me Too scandal? I don't know. It it seems like everyone's getting caught up in the Me Too scandal. Notice that I said scandal. That kind of just rolled off my tongue. I didn't even mean to say that, but it's kind of true, right? Well, what else would it be? Well, I I guess it's... it's, kind of like... It started out as, as, you know, Harvey Weinstein and that whole thing. And then it sort of morphed into... You know, uh, some other various 
various forms of... It just grew into, yeah. into something that I don't think it initially was meant to be. Yes, I don't think, like, like anything, I think that there are many movements that, have, that started out with really good intentions and have just morphed into something that no one can really control anymore. Right. Like and the U.S. government. That's a good point. That's a good example, right? Yes, I think that the U.S. government is a pretty good example of something that was something created with good intentions. But even even still, I mean, you know, if you think about the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution, these were documents that were written mostly by well-educated, wealthy white dudes uh, who were slave owners. Uh, who, you know, were regularly caught up in, in um, fighting with Native Americans and who not too many generations uh, away had pillaged and completely, you know, really mistreated some of our Native peoples from this part of the world. So the truth is, and this is what we're trying to do here, is present all sides to everything. And, you know, ultimately, they're really, it's really hard to, to be pure. Yes, we're, we're going to try and give you our perception of things and perhaps the way we see the other side, the way we see them perceiving how these things are and... We're, we're trying to have a discussion, and we believe that that doesn't really happen today. No, it's not. A, there's no such thing as a discussion. Because anytime anybody says anything that might be controversial, it's automatically panned as being, you know, it's, it's just immediately there's a rebuttal instead of a dialogue. And that shouldn't be the way things are. Yes, know? I mean, the latest example was Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, yes. And I um, wanted to ask you about that, actually. Since we just discussed kind of a little bit of the Me Too, you know, do you think they're related? I think they're definitely related, and I think there are many aspects at play. And it's... A little unfortunate that we're in the state of where we are, where no one can really have a conversation anymore, because I think there are legitimate arguments on both sides Absolutely. that should be heard and we should be allowed to talk about them together and discuss the various aspects without automatically being shot down. Well, here's, and here's the thing, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting that there's this idea called the holistic approach to health and wellness, right? And holism really means, it's, it's, it comes from a, uh, a, I forget if the guy was South African or Dutch or what. It's, it's, it's a guy that created this, this idea of the, looking at the whole picture and whole, holism. Uh, the holistic approach is, is really 
examining everything and taking everything into consideration. You know, and, and so there wouldn't there needs to be is there needs to be a holistic approach to policy, to government, to politics, to education, to um, civil rights. Everything needs a holistic approach, which means that there's factors to consider from every angle. There is no black and white. There is no right and wrong. There is just lots of gray and lots of middle ground. Um, you know, and anytime I know I'm very wary of any extreme belief of anybody that says, no, this is the way. Because to say that this is the way is, is stating such a, uh, a universal truth that you cannot possibly know for sure and whether I, or not it is. I think that was a great example of what happened in the Kavanaugh thing. I mean, it was a case of an alleged sexual assault that happened almost 40 years ago that no one really knows what happened. Right. And this is... Sexual assault is extremely hard to prove a few days after it happens. So how hard is it to prove... Almost 40 years after it exactly. happens. Exactly. Yep. And, and the fact that there was this, you know, this, this poison, this vehement uh, anger, vehement, uh, you know, these sentiments that were so vile and hateful, um, that were so, they were so sure, they were so convinced that this was that he was wrong and that this happened yeah. and how could he when nobody knew nobody yeah. even knew the, Demo the democrats knew for sure that he was wrong that he committed a sexual assault and should not be on the supreme court and the republicans felt that uh ford was completely making this up and that she was a puppet of the Democratic Party and that they were just playing party partisan politics. Right. And you know, you know what? The truth is that both part both of those groups were wrong and both of them there were some probably some elements of truth. Because yes, I I believe something happened to Christine Blasey Ford. Absolutely. Nobody I, I, I have no idea if Kavanaugh was the person who did it or not, but I mean we still live in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty. So and, they say. And uh, you know, I I had not heard enough to say that he was guilty. And I don't think anyone did in reality and I mean truthfully I don't think he should have been on it should have been confirmed to the Supreme Court but for other reasons that he just you know like he he's known to be bad on the uh, he he was one of the authors of the Patriot Act, for example. Mm, yeah. 
And the Patriot Act is uh, an invasion of our privacy. Yep. And uh, I don't think a guy like that should be appointed to the highest court in our land. Mm-hmm. And this has nothing to do with whether he sexually assaulted someone or or whether he's completely innocent. Right. And look and look how interesting this is, right? In terms of relevance, right? The fact that he is someone who signs a bill like the Patriot Act would show more of his character and how he would probably act in office or excuse me in 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 while he's serving on court than he than something that may or may not have happened 35 40 years ago. You know, the fact that he signed the Patriot Act shows it should be more of the discussion about whether or not this guy should be confirmed because it's more relevant to to who this person is not some not some you know uh some something that might potentially happened where where he was still a kid you know this that that he's not making major political decisions at that time yes and that and that's the other that's another aspect to this story that i heard no one talk about no one talked about the fact that if someone does something when they're 17 years old and then has a, cl- has a clean record for 40 plus years or however long it's been, you know, almost 40 years, should they be forgiven? Like what? Right, what constitutes... What, uh, what, what crime are, you know, is there a crime that, like, murder? If, if he murdered someone, then yes, he shouldn't be. But there are, uh, there are different levels of crime. Right, and I think the interesting thing, too, is, is right, is like what we, you know, there... There is there is this term rape that's thrown around so easily these days, you know. Uh, statutory rape is when someone who, quote unquote, has sex with, uh, you know, someone who's a minor, right? It's statutory. Yes, it's the way I always thought of it is that it's when uh, an adult. Has sex with a minor. Right. Which means that an 18-year-old could be dating a 16-year-old, which means they're just probably both high school students. And yet, if for some reason something went south in the, in the relationship, the girl could claim that she was in a, involved in statutory rape. And that could potentially ruin this other person's life. Or, or and, and there have been many cases where... The guy has been falsely accused and it has ruined his life. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, it's not to discredit the women or to make them feel like their voices can't be heard or that this is okay for them to be mistreated. Absolutely not. But there needs to be there needs to be some form of of scale to know. Yeah. First of all, if something did happen 40 years ago, should and and it wasn't it wasn't. you know, he wasn't convicted of it then. Does it still hold water today? And yeah, how serious of a crime would it need to be for, 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 that, to, for that to be true? That he would need to be held accountable 40 years later. And on and the other side of it is, yes, 
you know, the, the word rape, I think, needs, to, needs, needs, a, needs a reformation. You know, I think, I think there needs to be some new language that we use to yeah, describe absolutely. some of these situations. Because a stat, an 18-year-old having sex with a 16-year-old should not have the word rape even remotely attached to it. There should be no rape involved yeah, unless there was some as forcible as it, right. sexual crime. If it's consensual, they should be allowed to do whatever they want. Because, exactly. You and know, then what's it, considered consent? You know, because consent is another another thing that we that we hear all the time as as a as as a as a contentious topic for debate. Right? Oh, she didn't give consent. Well, you know, a lot of times when these situations occur, people are drunk. So the, just immediately. The percent, you know, uh, your your judgment is off. You know, your memory is off. What what did actually happen? Well, we were drunk, and I said no, and he kept going, and then so now he raped me. But you know, I I know there's plenty of times when, in my own life, no means yes. You know, should I should I eat should I eat that uh, Chinese food at four in the morning? Well. I know it's really not good for me. No, 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 no. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat it. But it's in front of me and I eat it anyway. Right? I, That's a, that, I, I can't believe oh. I just compared rape to eating Chinese food late at night. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. That is what you'll be getting on our podcast. There you go. Inappropriate comparison. And you know what? I'm going to stop apologizing for it because that's, that's just what's going to happen. Okay? That's why we mark this as explicit. Um, so we could keep going, but you know what? We're just going to give you a little taste of our, of what, what, what you're going to be getting into if you keep listening to us. Um, a lot yeah. of stuff to talk and, about. And we're not always going to be talking about politics. There's, or, you know, whatever. Sometimes we're going to be talking about, you know, the new show on Netflix and what we think about it and how it re- how it's relevant to life today. Oh my God, have you seen Bloodline? Oh my God, dude. Kyle Chandler, dude. Oh my God. No, but uh, that's a really good show. But I'm, I'm late to the party. Uh, I haven't seen the third season yet. I admit, I gotta start watching that. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, exactly. I mean, there are a lot of shows on TV that you could draw comparisons that maybe there's some kind of subliminal message in there that they're trying to get something across or trying to say something. I mean, I've, you know, like, a recent example is the whole Roseanne thing. And what went on with Roseanne and well, how see, they now we're getting back into media and politics and stuff, which is which is unfortunately what a lot of this stuff but, always comes back to. But you know what? I thought that show did a really good job of sort of showing a family that you know the first episode. You had Roseanne portraying her the Republican character that was strong in her beliefs and her sister who was a staunch Democrat who in the first episode walked in 
wearing the pink hat from the Women's March. Hmm. And uh, they were, it showed how they didn't always agree, but they were still a family and they were still able to have a relationship. Beautiful. Which is the way it should be. Exactly. And And I've heard uh, many stories about families that are no longer speaking to each other because some people like Donald Trump, some people don't. I've I've heard it myself many times. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's a real shame. Because they're still the same people at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you one thing. You said that they're the same people at the end of the day. At the end of their lives, we're all going to the same place, wherever that is. Whether it's just in the ground or up to the heavens or who knows where. But th- that's, that's one guarantee. Is we're, we, we're all human. The best we're ever going to get is human. So, you know. That we need to embrace a little bit more in our brothers and sisters, and especially when they're when that's literal. Um, and uh, you know, speaking about subliminal messaging on television, ancient aliens will definitely be something we will be talking about because Tori's not so convinced, but I am definitely an ancient astronaut enthusiast, um, and I'm not even joking. So I think that'll probably be all for now. We're trying. We're going to try and keep these podcasts to. 40 minutes to an hour so the first episode we'll we'll give it a, we'll we'll cut it off here yes and, and this was sort of meant to be an introductory episode anyway so you'll hear a lot more issues going forward of current events going forward we will not be reciting re resuscitating our uh Life, Life stories, stories, yeah. Every episode, this was just a, sort of a way to for you guys to get to know us. Great, well said, and and the, and hopefully too as a preview for stuff to come. We will hope to have guests on our show. Uh, we're gonna hope to add some more um, content like music, and and maybe there'll be even a, a live video feed at some point. Um, so a lot more to look forward to, a lot yeah. more to stay tuned. Incorporate clips. Yep. You know. This is going to be entertainment, but also reality. And there's not too much today. Reality entertainment, just like go. The Bachelor. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's basically <laughs> what we're going to be. It's just going to be like the way reality television was supposed to be. You know? Just showing the truth. Except that that's not what reality television is these days. But you guys probably all know that if you're listening to this and you've listened to this much. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. Smile to strangers. That's the most important thing you can do as a member of this society. Signing off. Sayonara. Sayonara.